This is episode number 243 of the Inner Fight Podcast. Welcome to another edition of the Inner Fight Podcast. My name is Mark Smith, founder of innerfight.com. I'm joined by Phil Hesketh and Matt Jones today to talk about strength, getting strong, being strong, and the need for strength in our lives. Of course, big thanks and a shout out to our show sponsor, Kareem. Download the Kareem app, sign up and register with a valid credit card. Use the promo code INNERFIGHT for up to 100 dirhams off your first ride. If you're coming to the gym, use the promo code INNER. If you're leaving the gym, use the promo code FIGHT for 10% off your rides with them. No matter where you are in the world, Thanks for tuning in. Let's jump right in. <laughs> and that's how it starts. Back once again, another podcast. Matt Jones is yeah. here. Morning. Good morning. Afternoon, evening. Yeah. Recently lost to the other person who's on the show today at Table Tennis, Phil Hesketh. Yes. Yeah. 2-1. Yeah, it happens like once every three months. So. Is it? Is that an official game? No. No. No, it is. Must he played be. well. He played exceptionally well. Should really be best, yeah. best of five. Yeah, best of five, but, but short ones. Short it's ones. not a grand slam, but it's okay. not a- <laughs> But I won. But you won. Yeah. Oh, that mic. No, Phil won. He's the current champion. We're not here to talk about ping pong. We're here to talk about <laughs> something a lot different. We're here to talk about strength, getting strong, being strong, and all of the maybe thoughts around strength, maybe falseness around strength. Jonesy, yeah. you start. Someone says to you, I want to be strong. Yeah, like what really is strength? What's the definition of strength? What do we what do we understand by that? And maybe also, what do people normally mean from that? Just yeah, so I think if someone comes and says that to me straight away, I, I often just say, okay, um, define strength. Yeah, and usually they talk about like barbells yeah. straight away, which is which is true. Yeah, but then I start to talk to him about it. It's very impressive to see how someone can what they can do with a barbell. Mm-hmm. But it's also very impressive how strong you are with your own body. Right. So that's where you know a little bit of the gymnastics comes into it. Yeah. So yeah. getting them to move freely first. I'm, I usually, unless they have had some experience, I don't really give them a barbell straight away. I just see how they're moving with their own body. Yeah. And then you know progress them onto a barbell and. Yeah. yeah. Phil, for you, if someone says strength. What what's the first thing that pops into your mind? I think it's probably the, the, the same as what most people would think, and that's like the stereotypical version of uh, like you know I want to be able to lift a lot of weight, yeah, you know, carry more than carry more than just my own body weight. I want yeah. to be able to, to lift things and yeah. you know have he- he- anything heavy, right? That, that's usually that's usually what you think, right? If someone says I want to be strong, yeah, I think so. I mean, if we look to a sort of a dictionary definition, the quality of, or, or state of being physically strong. Did you see some of the the synonyms un- underneath? Uh, for the dictionary version. Yeah, power, brawn, yeah. brawniness. 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 Burliness. Muscularity. Sturdiness. Stur- <laughs> robustness. Yeah, toughness, hardness, lustiness. Lustiness. That's There's a, good a couple <laughs> more as well, isn't there? And then, but then if someone g- came to you and said, Jonesy, I want to be, be lustiness. I'll be like, you hang on a sec. <laughs> <laughs> Let me go get Phil. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but then he goes on to say, the capacity of an object or substance to withstand great force or pressure. Which is interesting as well. You, you disagree with the part underneath, though. Cycling can help you build up your own strength. Yeah, I, I don't know why they've used cycling. I think they just cycling. used it in a sentence. Yeah. But, <laughs> but I, I, I kind of, obviously, sort of the, these these definitions of what you guys have said as well. I think people's sort of perception about what strength is is, is a little bit sort of misconstrued. I think, like you said, Jonesy, as well, I think the barbell is a really good way to, to that people have perhaps measured strength in the past, yeah. but I think a lot of strength, you know, 
like like you rightly said straight out the blocks there like people can't actually do 10 push-ups but yep. they come in with a goal of doing sort of 100 kilo back squat or or, or something like that yeah, talking definitely. of which let's jump into those numbers phil you put up a, a, a score or, or back squat recently which is quite decent what, what was the weight that you lifted there quite quite, <laughs> quite decent 500 pounds 500 pounds 228 kilograms exactly 28 or is there some decimal points or have you know, rounded up ah. from 227 no nah, i didn't round up so obviously when, when we say if, five we, or two. if we were to measure the your efficacy of strength against the barbell on a back squat we'd put you up there sort of incredibly strong within i, I, I guess even within weightlifting that's quite a decent yeah. sort of you know we see the olympics going on at the moment the guys doing the clean jerk at the snatch that's a really decent number yeah in that one discipline yeah yeah, Jonesy, go going to you. Yep. If you speak about doing push-ups, which yep. is gymnastic movement, a body movement, mm-hmm. for example, how many push-ups would you do? Like great push-ups, you do perfect form without having to take a rest. I'd get close to fifty. I you think get that would close be to my fifty. Max. Yeah. So immediately we've got two really interesting measures yep. of strength. Obviously, yours is 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 a lot more on 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 on, on your body weight, mm-hmm. whereas Phil, yours is on. The against the barbell, so almost forcing the gravity up. So, do we think what are the best ways really that we should be looking at measuring it? Because they're two very different ways. And obviously, we, we could argue that a, a gymnast is way stronger than you, Phil, yeah. in, a, in a particular movement. So, what do we think about that? And because uh, I think that's where it starts. There's a misconception in measurements as well. Yeah. You've got to have quite a holistic view with it, really. Like you can't say I want to be strong and, and, and only focus on the squat. Like if, yeah. someone, if somebody came to me and said, I want to have a strong squat, then, then sweet. That's, but if you want to be you know, an all-round strong person, then you've got to take into account things like you know, push-ups and pull-ups. Can you move your own body weight for lots of reps? Yeah. Or can you, and, and can you do similar things with a barbell or an odd object or things like that? There's, there's all different types of ways of, of measuring it. Like, and it. It's quite interesting, like, who, who is the stronger person? Someone who can do one rep at five hundred, yeah, or the guy that can do ten reps at four fifty, yeah, but he can't actually do one at five hundred, right? So you know which person is actually stronger? It's a, it's a, it's a bit subjective, really, isn't it? Like yeah, you put, I agree. You put the measures in place. So you can be stronger or you can be able to do more push-ups, but maybe it doesn't make you a, a, an overall stronger person. Yeah, that's where CrossFit, I guess, comes in quite well in that they test all different you know areas because let's put a, a power lifter against an olympic weightlifter yeah and you say who is stronger they can they can outlift each other on certain things but you wouldn't be able to say which one of them is the stronger person in general yeah, yeah it's quite I, different yeah. isn't it it's i guess quite... it's kind of i'm not saying that crossfitters are stronger than those specialists but at least they're trying to develop strength through all different means through different ways yeah, yeah. i mean that's that's one of the things that you sort of jumped straight into there as well jonesy like you you could spend a lot of time with someone just developing strength of, of their own body really right yeah, which will carry over to the barbell it, it will help you know, at what point mate do you think that you should move i mean i'm because of what you said i'm just presuming yep. that you're the guy you're, you're the one that wants to master body weight first at what point should we stop measuring strength on body weight and maybe move into against the barbell is there that point or how does that work i think 
Not really. I think, you know, it could be a week, it could be a month for someone, yeah. you know. It just depends how well it, like, because they, you know, some people say they can do loads and loads of push-ups or yeah. loads and loads of pull-ups. Like, let's say I can do 20, and then nine times out of ten, you get them to do one, and they're maybe, like, half reps anyway. So yeah. as long as they can do a certain amount of reps and it's good full range of motion and there's good control, yeah, then I'm happy to move on to some of those external loads. You know? Someone else comes in and says... I've read such and such on the internet. I want to get into a, and I think if we talk about sort of some misconceptions again, first misconception is is how we measure strength just varies so hugely. The second thing is people say, I want to go on a, on, on a strength phase or a strength cycle. Phil, talk to us a little bit about sort of what the hell that means. Yeah, I mean, you could go on for a long time about <laughs> yeah, this. I mean, but, sure. um, Jonesy says we've got 43 minutes. 40, to right, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I guess... Strength cycles become very relevant when you get into professional sport, right? Uh, and people who want, who have the time and dedication, like to to commit to things like that. Yeah. It. If we're talking about the the general uh, general population, then I would say that things like that often become too restrictive. Right. Um. They they can work alongside a good training program, uh, as but it's not really the focus point. Yeah. I think the the main thing for me when I've used strength cycles especially in CrossFit, is this just the, the little bit of added structure that you get from it. Right. Um, I, I guess you can sit and argue all day that is 80% the right number to be working at. I li- I've listened to some coaches recently talk about it, and you know some coaches will only work over 80% because of the stimulus that it gives your body. Right. Um, that sort of max loading stimulus, and then some coaches won't work over that because yeah. of because of that same stimulus they yeah. don't want to achieve that stimulus so much so it's it's very hard to say like yes this squat cycle is exactly what you need to get stronger you have to be at 80 percent yeah it actually quite annoys me sometimes when you see people really messing around with the weights just to get the exact you know half kilo because that's 81.7 yeah. 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 percent of yeah. the lift like yeah. you know who really knows yeah there's kind of the argument of just you know what's wrong with the five by five heavy yeah. Like see how you feel that day and do five by five. It's yeah, so simple. Right. And I think that's quite crucial for beginners as well. Like, so it's quite easy to monitor. Um, you know, just keeping it nice and simple initially for that first six months. Yeah. And then you can start to introduce right. cycles. I, I, I do use them. I use them a lot. And I, like I said earlier, it, it's more just to give myself some structure. Yeah. It's almost so I don't forget what I've done. Like, it's quite hard, especially for CrossFit programming, yeah. for all the different things that we need to do. Yeah. So if I know that my back squats is like a set cycle and maybe I'll follow it for three or four weeks and then maybe I'll change it up a little bit, pick a different one yeah. and just kind of mix them all in there, I know that I'm going to be doing some heavy squats yep. and I'm going to get stronger it, uh, without, you know, being big-headed. It seems to be working yeah. for me. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. Um, just from doing that, yeah, um, but I don't get too stressed. Like, so, uh, I was supposed to um, the way that that cycle worked. So leading up to this 500 pounds, I had yeah. a lot of time to squat because obviously I had the hand injury. Yeah. Um, so the way it works was like six by two, then six by three, six by two, six by four, six by two, six by five, and then six by two, six by six. That's the right. end of it, and then I will test my one RM. And is that are those all at eighty percent? All at eighty percent, right? Yeah. Right. So you, you get that sort of easier day, and yeah. then it increases. And I'm going to do two of those sessions each week. Right. After the six by five, I felt it was super. I felt super strong. It yeah. was really easy. And I was like, oh, I'm just going to go for the for the heavy single next week. Right. Because and so and I got it. Yeah. I, yeah. So it doesn't really. It's yeah. not like you have to follow it exactly to that, but it just gave me a good structure, a good base to, to yeah. go off. 
without me having to get too stressed about what squats I was going to do that day. You spoke about that one. That's sixes or six sets, 80%. There's obviously yeah. a load of other ones. Jonesy, I know a long that time... A, that's the Russian squat cycle. That's a Russian squat cycle. Yeah. Before, we used Wendler 531 yeah. mm-hmm. cycle as well. And, mate, I mean, to be fair, we saw some some relatively decent yeah. increases. Yeah, What's that one again, the five? 531, so the... The first week you do five reps. The second week you basically do three reps. Yeah. And then the last week is five, three, one. With an increase it, in percentages. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It increases. And, and then, then the fourth week's like a deload like week. Like a deload week. And then you just, you hop back into and it again. And to improve your one rep max at the end of that. Yeah. yeah. Like he actually suggests to not test it. Like maybe after every three cycles. Yes. Yeah. Sometimes we, you know, it's good yeah. to just test it before that. So it could, it could be up to 12 yeah. weeks. Another point, you. another point you should probably make, make there is that if you're a, a beginner, or let's not say beginner because you probably won't do this as a beginner, yeah. let's say intermediate, yeah. and you're doing these cycles, then you, you'll see much bigger gains, I guess, at the start yeah. than I did now. Like I hit 220, 18, it was at Athlete Games 2004. 15 so 18 months yeah. ago pretty much I yeah. hit 220 kilos yeah I've, I've gone up 8 kilos right this is the actually the first time I've tested it in 18 months I think right. this is the first time yeah. I've really gone all out because I just know I've been doing this for four, 5 years now yeah just by following one squat cycle I'm not going to get the 10% increase that I got when I first did the Russian squat cycle and yeah. I went from 170 I'm pretty sure I went to 195 Right. In six weeks. So that's a, a huge... Because but it was that just over like overload that I haven't experienced before. Yeah, My yeah. body's got used to that overload now, so it's a lot harder to get the overload stimulus. Yeah. Which is one of the sort of the basic principles that you teach to get strong. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so it just takes longer for me to get those one kilo, two kilo increases. Another, another thing that you said, Phil, was sort of being able to do all sorts of different things and being strong for different things and I know obviously you spent quite a lot of time teaching strongman certification with 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 Rob Orlando yeah give us a little bit about uh, insight like he he hates any sort of strength cycle yeah the only real cycle that he ever speaks of is his cold bar protocol yeah and that and that always gets over complicated as well it, that, it's just as simple <laughs> yeah um that's actually really yeah it's pretty cool the cold bar thing so the way that that works, um, you pick a lift. His example was bench press because yeah. why not? Yeah. And yeah. he would have he had one in his basement, a bench press. Right. So the starting weight for the cycle is the weight that you think that you can hit absolutely any day of the week if you just come off being sick or hungover or you're actually still a little bit drunk. Yeah. Like, you know, which you, we you don't know, suggest. The bottom, <laughs> the, the the absolute bottom of your fitness level on any day, you yeah. can bench that weight one time. Right. Okay. So let's say. For an example, that for me might be 80 kilos. Right. Okay. So I just leave that set up. And whenever I have the impulse throughout my throughout the day, yeah, I maybe get five or six things. Oh, I'm going to just go and hit a bench press. It's yeah. just there in the corner. I just go, don't think about it. Just go and do one rep. Yeah. Put it back on the rack and leave. It's not a premeditated thing. I don't think I have to get my 10 reps in today. Yeah. Some days I might be super busy and not get any in. Some days I might want to do a lot of bench, and I just see it every, every time I walk past it. And do I do fifteen? Yeah. And he he claims, and obviously I, I believe him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That he he think he said he started with two twenty five. Right, hundred kilos. Over, yeah. And over the course of, I think it maybe was a year that it was set up in his in his basement. He he said that he got a two hundred kilo bench press. Right. So like, he sort of doubled it. Yeah. Just that constant stimulus of yeah. just being cold and just walking up to a barbell. Yeah. Just get in the lift. 
Yeah. Whenever he felt like I can never miss this weight again, yeah. he added weight. Right. So maybe at the start that was every week he added a little bit of weight. Yeah. And maybe towards the end it was a month until right. he added a kilo. Right. So it could. It, it's so, just not set it's, at it's all. Just, it, we've we've tried it. I think yeah. The limiting factor is that people pack it away very often. Yeah, that's annoying. Any, yeah. anytime that I've tried doing this, I think yeah. we tried it with deadlift. Yeah. Yeah. You, you can do it. I, I would suggest doing it with just the powerlift things. Yeah. Because yeah. Yeah. It's a little squat deadlift. Yeah, people get excited and go snatch. Yeah. And we double my snatch in a year. It's a little bit. Yeah. You'd be lucky. Yeah. One of one of the things that he speaks about on that obviously is 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 more uh, adaptation that your body just gets comfortable doing it because yeah. you get you just get used to it and like like you said like as soon as you feel that it's not easy but you can handle it without a problem you add and i mean the great great example i remember him him giving to to to, to me was literally just stick a towel on the bar and it's got heavier or a t-shirt on the bar and it's got heavier so you just keep on once the body is adapted to it so it's almost strength through yeah. adaptation yeah. which and is that a, takes a long time he actually he printed t-shirts as well it's one that he always writes it on the board before yeah. his seminars that strength takes a lifetime to acquire yeah yeah, yeah. I think yeah. That's, um, like it it takes a long time. You can't rush it. You can't be greedy. Yeah. It just It's just like you said. It's that constant adaptation to lifting that load. Yeah. And if you could put 100 kilos on the barbell and lift it every day for a year. Yes. You don't need to go heavier. It would just get easier. It would just be easier. At the start, it. it could be hard and your body adapts and it gets easier. So even though you've not put any more weight on the bar, yeah. you've got stronger. We've spoken a lot about the bar and stuff, but that that sort of principle and and that repetition, if we if we go back again to what Matt was saying initially, could be applied to to push-ups as well. So you do five push-ups, perfect push-ups today. As soon as you can do five every day, maybe three times a day, which guys you can do in your office if you sit in an office. You you, you then increase it to six. Yeah. Once and it gets to the point where. Why am I even doing this? It's so easy. Yeah. Then add an extra rep on, and yeah. you know, in, in time, and in, again, this isn't going to be a one-week thing, but in yeah. six months, maybe you can drop and do fifteen push-ups whenever you feel like it, which is quite. You know, it's I strong. think it really develops that perfect practice as well. Yeah. You know, like you're saying, now he's like every two weeks or saying increase the load a little bit, don't get carried away. Yeah. Obviously, by the end of that, you're. You know, you're doing it with like really good form and technique, so you'll get that a you, lot from it as well. You'll get it. One thing that you said, Phil, is something related to time. Obviously, these things like like Rob's example is is yeah, it's a huge increase, but it's over a year period. Some of the cycles that we see people wanting to get into or jumping into, I I, I see it generally w- w- without sounding negative about it. I see all these people posting about yeah, I'm, I'm, my new squat cycle, my new squat cycle. I very of that if ten start. I never see, I see about yeah. one post. Yeah, I'm at the end, and this is the result. Yeah. So, why do you think people fail on these cycles? I think often that people try and do it too fast. Right. Um, if you took the Russian squat cycle that I, I explained earlier, that yeah. I, I gave you uh, eight sessions. Yes. And that was, that's just the first three weeks of it. Right. If I did all those eight sessions back to back, eight days, I would not get the same response as if i spread that out and put in the reco- the, the the right amount of recovery right the right amount of like body maintenance to go with it yeah like things like that a lot of the time people they try they see this uh, squat cycle they forget and this is often crossfit as well that you see those posts yeah so they forget yeah. all the war balls are doing as well yeah all the rowing they're doing all the running they're doing yeah and they try and add in this specialized squat cycle for olympic weightlifters yeah who only do 
squat snatch and clean and jerk pretty much yeah yeah they try and put that into their program and just over work. the top of everything else they do they don't yeah. replace something yeah yeah so it just goes over the top and most people don't finish the cycle because they have knee tendonitis i would say <laughs> yeah that's probably what yeah, happens things yeah. Happen, right? yeah one of the big examples was is something like the hatch cycle or yeah. um oh what's the small of small yeah, of yeah. small yeah. of junior it was like, going around for a while amount, wasn't it yeah I, I don't know many people that have finished even the small of junior which is the yeah. introductory cycle yes it's meant for athletes who only do squat snatch and clean and jerk right pretty much. right that's that's their, that's their life so on a positive note from that if you were to say if you were to turn around and say right we've done what jonesy said we're, we're in good check body weight wise we want to get this measure on the barbell it works super well i'm willing to just jump out of all things crossfit yeah i'm willing to ditch my gymnastics i'm willing to ditch you know the conditioning the fun workouts on a thursday blah 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 blah, and i'm willing to go all in on those programs is that something that we think is i would say more is do people need to do that I guess it's goal specific, it, right? Yeah, I think it's, it really depends on the goals. Yeah, like we know some people that have done that and they've got good results from that. Yeah, but of course, some of the other training has suffered a little bit. Yeah, you know, so. yeah, you, you've got you've got to decide it, yeah. if you want to get stronger. Then you have to not you you can't do it on top of everything else that you're yeah. doing. You have to prioritize it, right? Like if, and stronger in the sense of of you know do it following a squat cycle or deadlift or bench or anything else that you're going to do yeah you can't just add it in on top so you have to be yeah. willing to sacrifice okay i'm going to lose 20 30 people fitness. just don't really get what they're getting themselves into and there's just this misunderstanding like why do we go from 10 people start a strength program and one finishes it is it because they just don't understand that whole concept and the sacrifices that they're going to have to make some people probably just don't see results quickly and yep. it goes back to like you've got to be patient with strength i think yeah. that's a big one yeah um and then like you say they they just get impatient when they just miss the other training maybe yeah mm-hmm. okay yeah. Uh, if you look at, at mine if i told you that you know you, you're gonna it, don't worry about the strength the strength cycle we're still going to squat we're throwing you know little cycles every now and again yeah but would you be happy if i said and and in, in 18 months time your squat will have gone up eight kilos yeah would you be happy or would you think most uh, people no, would probably yeah, they're like, yeah. They're like, no way i can no. find a way better cycle yeah, than like, that. Yeah, yeah then when you take it into the context of, of me that's gone from 220 to 228 yeah yeah like it's it's, it's almost the twenty percent. You know, it's, it's, I think it's like looking like telling them, but percentage-wise, yeah, you, it's going to be really good. And good. what's going to happen to your five, your ten, and yeah. all those RMs as well? We've spoken a little bit about sort of those programs, and 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 really like like you just mentioned there, Philip. It's very goal specific, and I think I think where we're getting to is that these programs, these strength cycles, are really to top level athletes. You said small of, you know, that's all all they do. So let's let's now address the other part of the population. And let's make a quick generalization here so we set the scene. 80% of the people that walk into our gym want to look good naked. Yep. Mm-hmm. How do we work on strength for that population? I guess it's, it's just a, it's a variation, isn't it? And it's, it's kind of what we try to, we try to do um, of getting like a strength element into the gym each day. And because they have that sort of limited amount of time, we try and vary that up as much as possible with uh, like a, a compound lift and then various assistance exercises yeah but then you know also if you want to look good naked you need to have a low body fat so we have to put that conditioning element in there yeah. as well yeah so you're getting both and it's quite a well-rounded thing yes. so coming to just 
the class program here yep. isn't going to make you as strong yep. as if you only did strength work. Right. right. It's also not going to make you as fit yeah. as if you only did fitness, but you're going to have a good balance, yeah. a good balance of both. It will just take maybe a little bit longer to get to those strength goals that you want if you yeah. still want to do all the fitness work that goes with it. Yeah. I think and that... I, yeah, Jonesy. I was just going to say, I think as long as it's pretty simple and there's like a good linear progression to it. Yeah. And then obviously we add in like extra ex- exercises or movements like accessory work. Yeah. And if you add some of the reps up, some of them might get to 100 reps on some of that accessory stuff. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's not. You don't overcomplicate it. You just maybe sometimes even choosing a movement after you're done. Yeah. Like that could be, uh, you know, 50 Bulgarian split squats per side. Yeah. Um, you know, or even just pushing like a sled like we did yesterday. Push yeah. it nice and slow, add some weight. That's going to get your legs going, you know. Absolutely. Um, yeah, I, th- I think that's, I think they're the sort of main things as well. And I think it goes back to sort of that, the, the whole different, component but then people maybe don't set their goals clearly at the start mm-hmm. they come to the gym they want to get strong they want to look good naked they want this they want that they want to be able to do you know and yeah. and it's sort of you can go close towards those yeah. a lot of those things but you might not get all of them with with one stone yeah so if, if you are coming to do a, a general crossfit class then yeah you can't really have the goal of i want to be super super strong yeah it's probably you're not doing the right class yeah like, you're not in the right the, area the, 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 main goal of 80% of people that come is that they want to they want to get I want to get stronger yeah stronger. I'll increase my muscle mass a little bit I want to lose a lot of body fat and tone yes. up and you're going to get a bit of a bit of all of that yeah over the time that you're doing it yeah I mean we've, we've said that to people before we have a pure strength class that that really is focused on you know there's a there's a sort of a full body day and then there's a lower body specific and an upper body specific it's three times a week if you're doing that sort of properly that, that, I mean, that's really what you should be doing for that day, and that's three days of the week. You've got two days to fit. I mean, maybe you come to a weightlifting class on a, on, on a Wednesday, which is very, again, strength-specific, and then if you want to get a little bit tired, maybe do the Thursday class. But you, I, I haven't seen a lot of people being willing to jump out of the main program and into a strength-specific program to, to, to achieve that, which is interesting. Some, it's, a, it's a different stimulus. That it leaves, like, you don't leave the gym. Most of the time, after pure strength, you don't leave in that, like, in super, a coma. Yeah, yeah. super de- yeah. You know, destroyed way that people, they kind of like it. Yeah. They pretend that they don't during the workout or whatever, but yeah. they, they do, and they like coming to Thursday therapy, and they like doing those things, and they they like the feeling. Yeah. Afterwards, they think that they've worked harder than if you did an hour of strength training, yeah. which isn't always the case. You've just worked different. You've just worked just, differently. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Different but I think systems. that's where the one-on-one comes into it as well. Yeah, you know, that's always an option that we have here. Yeah, and that's where you know, like we do it with our clients, we just focus more on strength because yeah. we know that they're doing yeah. classes as well, and yeah, that's and actually work quite well. We're seeing a, a massively increasing number of people that yep. are sort of jumping out of either our mainline class program or, or 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 other class programs that they've been in just to come and focus on on strength. And some yep. of the increases there are are, are really quite. And whether that's a long-term well. thing for a lot of them, some might just do like two or three months, yeah, and then yeah. they go back into class, and yeah, they're like, and they're people stronger. notice, like, man, this guy's yeah, me, you know, so. absolutely. Mm. Talking about members, talking about people, we've got some sort of frequently asked questions that people have asked, and we've put we've put together. So, someone says, which we should get this one out of the way. It's quite quite an interesting one, or quite a humorous one. Can I turn my fat into muscle? It's um, it's pretty. It's something that a lot of people think, right? Yeah, yeah. It's a, oh, I'm, I'm, I weigh a lot, so I can turn this fat. I want when I turn this fat into muscle, and yeah. I honestly, at, 
when I was young, I, I thought that that was what it was. You as believed well. that that was cool. Yeah. yeah. I just like, I didn't I didn't know until I sort of educated myself that no, you definitely can't do that. It's yeah. two it's two completely separate things. Yeah. You need to increase muscle mass separately and then reduce fat. Yeah. So if you want to say that's turning it into it, then you can. You but can. You that's can not, it. It's not correct. When we're speaking on that point, I, I, another point that's interesting as well is I think a lot of people seem to think that there's a massive correlation between muscle mass and strength which yeah. which isn't really always the case is there's a lot of very small people who have less muscle mass than perhaps we have but are i mean we've seen this massively in the olympics right we've seen well, yeah, the weightlifting the 59 or was it 69 kilo category the guy claiming jet 170 53 53 it was triple body weight triple three times his body weight which is just phenomenal yeah. right so I guess that's you compare the training though. Like if you look at Olympic lifters, there's yeah. not really. I mean, they do back squats and front squats, but there's not yeah. a lot of eccentric loading. Right. And you know, I guess power lifters and even the stuff what we do here, like yeah. we do incorporate a lot of eccentric loading. Right. But uh, and that's where the muscle grows, right? Yeah. You know, correct. So, so, but they're they're but they're so strong. You know, they're <laughs> super super strong, and they have fast pound, and everything pound for pound a lot less. So yeah. no, no, you can't turn muscle into fat, and no, you don't have to have massive muscles to 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 be super strong. I think what people sometimes believe is because weight moves weight, right? So yeah. when when a large, like someone a bit fatter, they come in and usually they can actually, like they're quite strong as well yeah. because they've got more weight. So on a lift like a squat or something like that, if they have a decent amount of muscle mass, yeah. because they're carrying weight themselves, they can they can often lift more than someone else who has a similar muscle mass, right. but a lot leaner. Yeah, yeah. And then as they, because they're used to that, heavy weight as they lose the fat and they can still do it yeah it actually ends up being quite a good overload for them yeah and yeah they seem so they to get strong quite fast but yeah i wouldn't suggest that getting really fat yeah i was it, gonna say so. i wouldn't suggest that getting really fat and then trying to lose the weight is is the way to do it but you see a lot of people go on you know bulking cycles yeah and th- you know th- they don't mind that their body fat goes up and up and up because the heavier they get in theory they're going to lift more weight right that weight against weight and then they'll go on a cutting cycle and try and maintain as much of that strength as, as possible yeah. as they lose the body fat. So it's actually it's actually quite a good argument, but it's not one that we're <laughs> going to suggest. I just think that it should be left mainly if you're going to compete in bodybuilding. Yeah. You know, like yeah I know they have to do that. If you're just... In cutting, yeah. 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 Uh, another quite amusing question, which uh, I guess we should answer seriously, is why is Matt Jones so big but so weak? <laughs> I don't know who... Go to physics? Or, uh, no. I don't know who I'm pretty sure I said that one. <laughs> Phil, you, you wrote <laughs> that one in. It's very mature, isn't it? Yeah, so, yeah a little yeah, bit... Yeah. Uh, yeah, whatever. Some uh, some good ones here, front squat or back squat. I know we've sort of spoken about this before, but if we sort of went on an absolute strength, you know, you want to get stronger, is it is this just a case of how you measure it? Like, Or are they both good measures to use, the front squat and the back squat? I think both. Yeah. Um, I think if you're going for a bit more raw strength, yep. uh, nothing beats a back squat. Yeah. But then you look at the carrot, like, you know, it's no-brainer that the front squat's going to help you clean and part yeah. of the, you know, Olympic lifting yeah. and thoracic mobility. Yeah, that's I quite like it as well. And a lot of, it sort of really exposes people's core, it does. It does, you yeah. know, and, 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 and generally a lot of people that they might not, I think... My a good test is um, how close you can get your front squat to your back squat. To your back squat, yeah. Like, so take out the, because a lot of people fail a front squat because they can't hold the rack position anymore. Drops, right. Or the yeah. core is not strong enough. Like With a back squat, you can kind of get away. You get that little bit of break in the midline. Yeah. But you can still kind of stand it up. 
Yeah. But because the barbell's now in front, if you have that break at the midline, the bar's probably going to come too far forward for you to control. Yeah. I actually think it's really impressive when someone who already has a really good back squat yes. can also almost front squat the same weight. Right. Like, that's really well, impressive. As a guide, what should we like what should people be looking for as as sort of ratio percentages of of back squat to front squat i mean i know it's it's very different because of the way different people move and and like we said like if someone's core is generally a bit weak when they're in the back squat they might be able to compensate for it so that you know that doesn't come in and then you get a massive difference but we work on for general guideline for that 20 or 30 percent yeah like 80 to 8 if your front squat is 80 to 85 percent of your back squat i think that's pretty decent i was asking actually i asked the the guys the other day when we were doing some front squats i was like oh no back squat sorry i was like yeah at 80 percent i was like could you front squat that yeah and everyone was kind of just about just about like a few kilos over a few kilos less yeah so i guess around 80 to 85 percent should we stress if they're not? If it's higher than that, is it? You know, is it? Should we work? Should we work on one compared to the other? If if the front squat is really close to the back squat, is that a problem for the back squat, or is it just a strength for the front squat, and vice versa? It, it depends on like if I, I don't know if, if there's a reason why that back squat is low. Yeah, I, I, I wouldn't imagine. I, that's probably just. It's worse is if your front squat's a lot, lot less than your back squat. Oh, I would say then yeah. that's what more of a problem then you've got an than, issue. than it being too close. Right, right. Because I would imagine any mobility issues that you've got stopping you getting strong on your back squat, you're probably going to get similar ones yeah. in the, front, in the squat. front squat. I don't know, maybe you get into a slightly better torso position on a front squat. Yeah. And that, so it makes it easier for you. Yeah. Um, or you're a bit more quad dominant or something like that. But yeah, I, would, I would be more worried if someone was like at 50% on their front squat compared to their back squat then yeah, I think you would have to do a quite a lot of work on that front rack position or the, the core strength something's up there <laughs> another interesting question which we sort of covered but we'll, we, we'll just wrap up how long does it take to get strong Jonesy uh, <laughs> Uh, depends again on the person 17 years <laughs> yeah, 17 years of your life um, for some people you're probably going to get some good gains within 3 to 6 months yeah for others, it's it's going to take two or three years. Yeah, I mean, I think and the, like a lifetime sometimes. I yeah. think the main thing is to sort of set out with to to have to understand where you're at, yeah. and then to understand what sort of reasonable increases. Like you said, Phil, eight kilos for you is is, is a massive increase. Yeah. It's sort of you know closer to twenty percent, sixteen to to twenty percent. It it it's sort of I think I th- I generally feel that people are getting disappointed and, and, and in a rush to get strong because they're not clearly setting goals. They actually don't remember what they, for example, could squat the first day. I mean, we've had, I've had this with a lot of people. People say, my, my strength numbers have hit flat. Yeah. And, and I'd be like, well, what's your front squat now? And they say 100 kilos. You, you think back to, yeah, maybe it's two years ago when they first came in and they actually couldn't hold a barbell yeah, in a front rack exactly. position. Yeah. And okay, their, backs, their front squat might have been stuck at 100 kilos for a couple of months, but in the two years that they've been coming, they've gone from not being able to really properly front squat a barbell yep. to be able to lift 100 kilos. So It, it comes back to, like you said, right right at the start as well, about how you measure strength. Yeah. Because we can't really, we're not really saying here, like, what strong is. Yes. Like, we're only talking about, at the moment, we're talking about a barbell strength. Yeah. So that's actually, that's actually a lot easier. It's a lot easier to measure because, obviously, it's just an, a weight on a barbell and did you do the full range of motion? So we yeah. got stronger in that movement. Yeah. But, like, let's take manual laborers for yeah. example like yeah, right. some of the strongest people you'll meet pound for pound and yeah. some of them have never 
lifted the barbell in their life. Yes. And they're just incredibly, incredibly strong. Super strong. Strong people. I yeah. see a load of them. Like the, you, you see a lot of, um, the, a great example is removal guys. You know, yeah, well, like you get some of those removal guys, they can literally chuck a, a, a wardrobe on their back yeah. and just sort of walk it out and, and, and drop it on a truck. Yeah. And it's like that thing must weigh 100 kilos. But like you say, Phil, if you try and put them, and, and that, I think that's where, and, and it, this goes into a, another question, what do you think of strongman training for CrossFit, which we've all obviously had some decent exposure to. It's sort of like it, the barbell is just a really good way to measure yeah. Measure strength. You know, if, if yeah. I said, okay, guys, we, we're going to practice lifting this wardrobe today, everyone would probably sort of yeah. look at us a bit strange. Oh, but yeah. that's actually almost what we're building strength for as well, yeah. right? I would definitely never limit your training only to barbell movements. Yeah. Because although it does make you, it makes you strong and you will be stronger in general when you go outside of the gym. Yeah. It really just makes you strong with a barbell. Yes. And yeah. how often are you presented with a barbell outside of the gym? <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, exactly. If, if, your kids, if your kids run in, yeah. And they're going to run out into the road and you bend over <laughs> to pick them up. On a, no, but think about it. Your kids your kids next to you and they're about to run yeah. into the road. Yeah, 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 like yeah. what do you do to pick them up? Yeah. Like are you gonna set your back yeah. in a nice strong position, <laughs> yeah. bend your knees and push push your knees out a little bit and then you're gonna reach down and you're gonna pick them up safely. Yeah, or yeah. you're just gonna throw yourself down towards the floor and, and grab try and and, pick them and up. Grab right, them. Absolutely right. And a lot of people will probably get injured doing that, yeah. lifting <laughs> lifting what, I don't know, twenty kilos off the floor or something. A, a, it, a small child. That's like, where those the loaded but carries are just so great for that. Then you yeah, think of strongman training, yeah. like the things that it makes you do, it puts your body in a really odd and almost compromised position. Yeah, yeah. And as long as you load that sensibly from the start and you build up with the same progressions that you would for a barbell, yeah. you're going to get strong in so many different positions so that when you go to pick up your kid or you go to pick up your shopping and you're carrying your shopping from the, the grocery store all the way to your car, yeah, like little things like that, putting things in the top shelf, yeah, you know, heavy things in the top shelf, like that's what you see so many injuries in offices and workplaces. Yeah, I mean, mate, I, I, I remember sort of when one of the uh, chiropractors I see, Dr. Gary over at the Wellbeing Center, super, super interesting doctor. I remember when I first started going to him, I said, you know, where do you see most of your injuries? Like, is it sports people? He's like, mate, I see about five sports people a week and this guy has about 20 or 30 appointments a day he said it's it's literally from exactly what you're saying that's why i was laughing a lot phil you know it's it's from putting a car a kid on a car seat picking up the picking up the groceries and and doing things that are and i guess this is really where strength comes to it's been able to do for for me anyway it's been able to do daily tasks with ease yeah you know and not only okay we haven't spoken about mental strength that's a completely different subject but it's almost like the ability to move stuff around that you have to I yeah. mean, I was only thinking when we were walking with those kettlebells yesterday, we've got 32 kilo kettlebells walking 100 meters. I was like, this is over the baggage limit for when you're flying yeah, on the yeah, airplane. Yeah. They only let you put 30 in a bag, don't they? And I'm like, we're just carrying these two sort of 100 meters down. No wonder my arms are sore. I actually yeah. just, I just posted now, like from when I was at the, at the games last year, there's the sandbag event. Yeah. And yeah, some like of the that. guys that did really bad in that, they won DT. Yeah, with so it's a heavy barbell. So with a super heavy barbell, they can move that no issue. Yes. But for some reason, they struggled with a bunch of sandbags, a bunch of dead weight on the floor, yeah. picking it up, walking down some stairs, put it in a wheelbarrow and push it. And push it. And then put, take it up some stairs again. Just a manual you, job, like yeah, you said. Which you yeah. would imagine is quite 
an easy task in, in, in comparison to yeah. 205 on a barbell yeah, and absolutely. doing five rounds of deadlifts, power cleans, and push jerks. But that's always interesting in like CrossFit games. Like, you know, by the last two days, it's more the CrossFit, you know, events that come in. But yeah. the earlier days, like you see who's varied. coming sort of first, who's coming in the top 10, and then it, yeah. it sort of shifts around a little bit. So, yeah. yeah. I mean, I guess that's why, you know, we we obviously put a lot of, I wouldn't call a lot of our workouts or training strong man but definitely i think you summed it up really well jonesy like loaded carries like yeah. yesterday's workout they did they did the run with, with the medicine ball yeah. which is not super heavy only up to 20 pounds and then they did the box jumps which forced them to do step ups obviously with a load which is just you can just see it can't you it's Th- just those, so much harder it's just oh, yeah. it's like carry it here carry it here carry yeah. you know put it on your back or, or something like that and it really creates a different dynamic but that's exactly the dynamic that we're almost getting in everyday life and I think it's about educating some people at first because you know you might get some members that are like why am I doing this like why, do I, why can't I just run with out the ball but yeah and it's even like you know newbies coming in and they've never done olympic lifting before but yeah. again olympic lifting can be quite awkward yes. it gets you in awkward positions but it gets you stronger in all those awkward positions so absolutely so coming back to the daily tasks and all that yeah exactly mm. and, and that's i mean we, we do put some strongman stuff in obviously strongman generally is is sort of farmers carry yoke carry balls carrying the he- heavy d balls obviously yeah. we, just, carry, we've just got carrying, those carrying, any, carrying anything, anything really yeah. like it's pretty cool. Even the sandbags, like yeah. one of the hardest things that you'll do with that sandbag is carrying it in your stomach in yeah. a search position. Searcher. Who's like so good. Know, again? It's another <laughs> like maybe a little bit funny, but like you go to pick someone up in that position. You always do, yeah. Like if you want, if you had to carry someone who was injured or something like that, yeah. you're probably not going to throw them over your shoulder. You would carry them in the front there. In the front, yeah. But to go and take a 35 kilo sandbag down there and try and walk up and down Mate, the street that's what we should have done for that team Murph the the, the, <laughs> the top scale should have been one mile run Zurcher and I wouldn't have got these stupid scars on yeah. my we should have seen the first competition I went into yeah. the last day you had to carry um, it was an 80 kilo dummy for the guys and yeah. maybe like 40 or 50 for the girls and so many people 80 kilos you had to drag it yeah Zurcher you could put on your shoulder you could drag it and so many people struggled with it Was it? I actually did alright in that event yeah you would you're good at that stuff that who was, bring it who, in. Was the, who was the dummy? Uh, it was brother, a, Nick Jones. Oh, yeah. <laughs> bring your own dummy. Yeah. Bring your own face. <laughs> this is a really good question. We've touched on it, but someone says, how important is our core to overall strength? I think it's important, yeah. <laughs> um, I think... It, Next Again, question. it depends. Yeah, Paramount. <laughs> should that have been in the stupid, <laughs> stupid? I think in, in just you've just got to add in additional core work. I know it's like yeah. a big thing where people say, "No, it's, you're going to work it through the big lifts," which yeah. you are. But some people need a little bit more than others. So, yeah, and it's just yeah. that connection, isn't it, between the upper body, and lower body? Yeah, yeah. like everything. The, any way that you lift something, unless uh, you, you you find like you sit down and put on one of those machines and, and just do bicep curls. Yeah. I guess anything else that you do. You're yeah. pretty much going to be activating your core in some way. Yeah. But this again kind of comes back to the the strongman that, like, it moves you around in positions that you don't really want to be in. Right. And you get strong in all the different ways. Like you actually move in so many different planes of, planes of motion. Yeah. Like, and a lot of people people only do sit ups. Yeah. Like just going back and forward, back and forward. Yeah. Like you need to be able to reach down towards your side. Yeah. Reach across, yeah. turn your body side and side. If you do a lot of training for your core that way, yeah. then it's going to make everything else seem a lot of bit easier. Definitely. As soon as you get pulled 
things get hard with the barbell when you get pulled out of that out perfect of that, form. Yeah, yeah. If you're already strong in that non-perfect position, then it's obviously not going to feel so hard. Yeah. One of your favourites of all time, kettlebell front, front rack, rack carry. Yeah, yeah. And that, that, good. that does great. exactly what They're you're horrible, saying, right, Phil? You know? It's really good. <laughs> it's really good. It's loves them. Oh, Haskell, yeah. his teeth gets him. <laughs> gets him in his teeth. <laughs> loves che- it, che- yeah. Chews on the corner of them and, and, and he's away. Talking of that, core is one thing. The other thing that we speak about a, a little bit as well is assistance exercises. We've spoken a lot about the compound movements, the, mainly the squat. A couple of cool exercises that people can do. And I've seen people get very strong by squatting, but I've also seen people really, I, I would say, fast forward those strength gains by doing a bit of assistance. Jonesy, a couple yep. of lower body assistance exercises. Straight leg deadlifts. Straight leg deadlifts. Nice um, and straightforward. Yep. Uh, I, I think I actually did it when I was on the ship. I did a hundred uh, Bulgarian split squats. Really? Per leg, yeah. Yeah. On yeah, it was very weighted. stable. Not non-weighted. Just non-weighted. Just a, and you got to do you got to do your reps on one side before you hit the other. Really? So it's just hard. fifty straight out. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Mm. Wow. Fifty each good. leg. Yeah, fifty each leg. Wow. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Very cool. And Phil, for the upper body as well, we sort of neglected that a little bit. Not probably spoken about as much bench as we should have done. <laughs> Ben's not here. I would just say, <laughs> right? I'd say I would do anything with uh, with dumbbells. Yeah. If I yeah. was going to sort of change it up, I wanted to do an assistance exercise. Then I'd probably ditch the barbell. Yeah. Even if it was still doing like a pretty compound movement, like a strict press. Yeah. Or something like that, I would just kind of get the dumbbells out and and do. Do something with them a little bit different. Yeah, um, a, a dumbbell snatch, yep. things like that, where yeah. you're sort of moving across. Um, I think that goes back to sort of as well what you're saying about your core. It's it's not moving the weight in in a straightforward way. There's a yep. lot of rotation, so that's where you're really getting a lot of additional muscle contraction and and, and activation. Yeah. Any further thoughts, guys, before we wrap up? We're almost at Jonesy's 43-minute time cap that he put on us today. <laughs> Any more thoughts on strength? What should people look out for? We've, we've definitely covered a lot off there. Hopefully, we've managed to get sort of a top end of the population where I think, just to wrap that up, the, the, the advice is, yeah, take, uh, take on a strength program, but make sure you're not trying to mix it with another program as well. I would just, yeah, my, my main advice, if anyone wants to get, get strong, is, just be patient. Yeah. Know that it's going to take a long time. And maybe, like you just said there, pick one thing at once yes. that you want to almost have a little bit of a focus on. Yeah. You can still do your, your full generalized CrossFit program. Yeah, absolutely. And maybe just put in little bits, one a week yeah. of something. Okay, I just want to get better at squats yeah. this next two, three months. So yeah. I'm going to do one extra session. And then yeah. if everything goes well, then cool and then move on and pick something else. Don't be in a rush to think. Because it's the it's the main floor of CrossFitters that they yeah. s- you say, oh, what do you want to work on? And they say this, 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 yeah, this, this. Yeah, yeah. Of course, everyone wants to get better at everything yeah, yeah. as fast as you as can and be rich thrown in. Yeah. But you can't do that. Just pick one thing at once yeah. and really put some effort and time into it. I, l- I like that, mate, to, to, to sort of sum it up. I think that's one of the best things because I've seen people, we've been doing it for a long time, we've seen people wanted to get their back squat up, wanted to get their handstand push-ups up, wanted to get their muscle-ups up. And they're not able to do what you said. Just spend one or two extra sessions a week working on that particular thing and you'll progress. And then you'll go up to that level and that might take four weeks. It might take six, eight, 12 weeks. And then you can move on to the next thing. Once you're there, just maintain. Just maintain it. Pick something else. Yeah, Yeah, and pick something else. Instead of being six months down the line and having picked nothing and just got really small percentage increases across the board. Yeah. Yep. Perfect. Awesome. 
That's a wrap. That's everything. Forty five. It's a little bit longer, yeah. Oh, as long as it's to, under forty seven, that's okay. We're up to forty five. So right. if you want to, if we want to pass, <laughs> knock out at that stage. No, no, that's it. Said enough. Yep. We'll be back soon. If there's more topics you want us to talk about, to focus on, we're more than happy to do that. If there's people, particularly coaches, that you want to get on the show to talk about particular things, then let us know and ask us some specific questions. But Matt, Phil, awesome stuff. Cool. Thanks, Trent. There we go. Cheers. Thanks a lot for tuning into this episode of the podcast, folks, and I do hope you've enjoyed it. Thanks, as always, to Matt and Phil for their useful insights. Obviously, two very strong guys there. And, of course, if you do have any direct questions for them, if anything didn't make sense you want to ask us about, please feel free to drop us an email, winning at innerfight.com. We'd really like to hear from you. And if there are other focus topics, as I said just there, that you want us to discuss, please just let us know. Winning at fight.com, you can catch us. If you get a moment, hop over to iTunes, rate the podcast. We'd really appreciate that. And of course, as always, you can watch the show in YouTube over on our YouTube channel. All of the podcasts are over there. Big shout out to our show sponsor, Kareem. Remember, download the Kareem app, sign up and register with a valid credit card. Use promo code INNERFIGHT up to 100 dirhams off your first ride and if you're coming to the gym use the promo code INNER if you're leaving the gym use the promo code FIGHT to get 10% off your ride with that until next time take care